Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from Aftershocks reminding you that if you want to see the interviews, see the artists, and see Matt and I ramble on with the artists, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just go to the link bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash AftershocksPod1, the number one. So bit.ly slash AftershocksPod1. And you can subscribe and see all of our videos in this video cast. Prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sounds and scrutiny of... Aftershocks Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartnett. It is Aftershocks right here on the AftershocksPodcast.com. And uh, on the show with us right now is uh, the vocalist of the band Diesel Machine. They are back with a brand new release called Evolve. They're back after a hell of a long time. Um, he's, he, he's one of my favorite singers from his other work with Soil, and I am certainly glad to have him on. It is the vocalist of Diesel Machine, Mr. AJ Cavalier. AJ, how are you, man? Oh, man. It's good to uh, talk to a human. Um, again, after 20 years of, you know, being in a cryogenic state, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I'm doing good. Again, apologize officially on air for not knowing technology enough to, to do any other kind of chatting with phone chatting. Oh, it's all good. Hopefully, hopefully this, uh, phone will work and we'll we'll be all right. Well, I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, good, good, man. Well, dude, I, I have to say, more more than it's great to have a release from Diesel Machine, it is very surprising to have a release from Diesel Machine. I thought this was a band that I liked back in the early 2000s that you know was one of my special ones that, that nobody else was ever going to know or hear from again. So it's good to have you guys back. Thank you. I think you're one of the 10 people who are aware of Diesel Machine. Um <laughs> You know, because it was kind of like a you know flash in the pan. We were there, and and then had some tragedy hit, and then people spread out, and you know, so it is good to be back. And I'm surprised as much as you are to actually finish something. Sure, uh, especially a record that you know I've been working on for a long period of time, and you know, it's we're definitely proud to have it out and uh, or coming out. Excuse me, on August 21st, and we're definitely you know proud of it. Yep. And, um it was uh, a long time coming and, you know, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, it, it is what it is. We're not slicing new bread. We're not reinventing the wheel. Right. We're doing what we do just on a today's technology. I mean, technology's jumped, obviously I'm still trying to catch on, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's jumped from 20 years ago when pro tools and things just kind of started, you know, right. and, and now, you know, you can do whatever from wherever technically you can, but no, it's, it's good. And, uh, the, the band, I think, and the music has definitely evolved a notch up from from where it was back in the mid '90s to uh, the early 2000s. Sure. Now, now, AJ, talk a little bit about how you got the band back together, because obviously, you know, there was there was the tragic times with the band, and then certainly everybody went on and did other stuff. 
you know, you obviously yeah. did did stuff for years with with soil and with some other stuff, and Pat obviously yeah. did damage plan, and you know, I I mean, there was you guys got spread apart. How how did you get back together? Was it as simple as a phone call or an email, or did somebody have a song that you guys just kind of wanted to work together on, or how exactly did that happen? Well, funny enough, you know, it's it's we were all friends, okay. you know, and we all stayed in touch just as a friends would. Because um, we kind of became friends first in a way, uh, and that stuck, you know, stuck throughout the years. And we always talked, and uh, we started working on things when we were in town together. And we would get a little bit done, get some drum tracks, or we would get some jamming done, and then then it would sit for a year or so or two. And then like, hey, we're going to go back and finish that, you know. And then you know, it took I think three different drum sessions with Shane to, to track everything at, okay. at different times here and there. And, um, then we, we would, we would change things. Years would go by like, nah, let's change that, you know? And but yeah, as far as making the phone call, I think we, we always talked to each other. Um, when Rich got in his accident there and we pretty much just, you know, at the same time we said, well, we really don't want to continue without him. It's he's part of the, part of the whole machine. And it wasn't, uh, that wasn't cool. So we, right. people just decided to go on. I think I think Pat got the helper gig pretty quick mm-hmm. at that time, right after that. And I think that was the catalyst that kind of started the, you know, okay, well, Pat's gone for most of the time. So maybe we should all kind of start looking around. And, and Shane was always doing other things also because he's a very busy, busy drummer, you know, right. and, and awesome and, and high demand for that kind of talent. You know? Sure. And I always feel like we were blessed to even uh have him play with us and at, at the end of the day he's, he's he's a super great friend i lived with him for a while when we were on and off the road when i was off the road with the soil i was living with him and he was i was watching his house and you know he was on the road and so we always kept in touch um long story sorry to, to, to ramble good. about it but we always stayed in touch and we are all great friends and we're still in touch today obviously and we're excited that you know, we were able to actually finish something because, you know, you have four personalities and everybody is right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. You know, every, everybody has, you know, what they want or think. And it's not 1995 where we're just kind of, you know, chugging some crowbar rips. Right. In the studio where things are a little bit, you know, a little quicker, a little bit different. Sure. Now, how how was it different writing music this time? Because you guys all, you all have so many different experiences from when you did it the first time. I'm assuming it's completely different now, no? Yeah, I mean, you know, back then, you know, we didn't have kids. I don't think some of them still don't, but I do. So things are definitely different. Um, uh, you know, uh, can, I mean, what was the question again? Let me think. Uh, just, just, was it was it different to write this time? Yeah, was, um, a yeah. lot of it. You know, some of it was some B side stuff that we had. Okay. Off, uh, and then we had like a little demo that we started back in 2000. You know, when we were touring that little short West Coast run that we did with uh, Static X and Soulfly and ironically Soil, um, right. which I couldn't stand, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, I shouldn't say that. This is a Chicago-based uh, place. I think you were. Aren't you in Chicago? I'm in Cleveland. Yeah, so, right? I'm, I'm in Cleveland. Right, I'm, uh, I'm by I'll Chicago, but yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that'll be another question, I guess, later. But um, yeah, I mean, it's all different. 
writing this time for sure. Um, but you know, it's not too hard to write about things I hate because I hate everything. So it was really easy to, to come up with some, some issues, you know, there to write about. Oh, I, I, I didn't notice when I was listening to shut it, that there was any hatred going on. <laughs> no, it's really the love that I have for humanity, you know, right there. In a nutshell, I think cynical and people, you might even ask me this later, but I've been asked before in, a, in an interview, I think they asked me what's my favorite song on the record and cynical is by far the, the most favorite one of mine, just how it's being said and what I'm saying is just it's so exactly how I feel most of the time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it makes me happy when I, when I, when I hear it and I don't even like hearing a lot of things, right? but, uh, you know, I do. I don't mind that one. So, sure. Well, how how was "Shut It" chosen as the uh, as the single? Not not. I mean, not not that there's like radio to really push a single, but but how how was "Shut It" chosen as the one for the lyric video and the single? I have no idea. Maybe because it was done first. Like, <laughs> maybe it was completed. Uh, it's not like it's you know a big radio jingle. It's <laughs> it's that. It's a little quicker. I think it's a faster song. Than sure. We don't, we don't have a lot of quick songs on this record, I don't think. So maybe they wanted something that moved a little quicker. Um, I really didn't care. I'd be angry with it for all I care. It didn't really matter to me which one was, you know, going to hit out there first because, again, it's not Top 40 radio. We're not going to knock Disturbed off the right. countdown or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, it is what it is. And that's the whole philosophy of these machines. We don't really care. Right. You know, we care about we care about doing what we're doing and if people like it then that's cool. If they don't, then they don't. I mean, that's not for everyone. It is Diesel Machine a project that you plan should the world ever decide to open back up to actually tour with, or is it just a recording project or, or what? No, absolutely. I I think if the world opens up properly, um it definitely be out there. It, but again, you're looking at four different you know people in their their lives and you know touring is you have to organize all that you know i have kids i have responsibilities right um you know shane is you know always busy constantly busy so i i definitely think that there'll be some shows coming out um at some point and man I, i hope so because i mean you know i might need to you know run a little bit and maybe lose some weight for you to stage but other just because I might pass out, you know, haven't been on stage in like what in 2010, I think. Wow. But uh, with the deal with the soil guys, so yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, dude, talk talk a little bit about that time. You know, I a, as a fan, I was a fan of soil before you were in the band and when you were in the band, mm-hmm. and and you know, I mean, I jumped on with Throttle Junkies. I was all the way, I think, at the beginning or the close to the beginning of the band, and I really liked I. I was telling my partner, Matt, before we started, I was a huge fan of Picture Perfect, which, you know, I, I thought you guys should have had three solid singles that should have done something at radio. And for whatever reason, it just didn't hit. But what 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 was it at that time that that just missed for for the public? Because, you know, especially a song like Surrounded, as an example, I always thought that song could have played at radio because it was, you know, sort of the ballad and it, it was, you know, it just sounded like what was on the radio, but better. And it just didn't get its love. Yeah. It happens to be the 
the song that I hate the most. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I hate it every second I'm trying to sing it. But I mean, you know, I'm just telling you it's like it is the truth. It's yeah. kind of what I do. Um, but you know, it's you know, I don't know, man. It's I don't know what happened at that time as far as radio. I, I'm not a guy who's clinging on to what's what's the newest flavor out there. Sure. Um, we did what we did, and I'm definitely proud of those records. I mean, it was. It was hell to get the Picture Perfect record done. I remember I'd be in Chicago for three months from November, December, Jan- through January. So February it was like the worst winter ever uh, in trying to commute down to uh, down to Johnny K Studio uh, and trying to trying to get this record done. And it was like it was really hard to do. I got to be honest with you, a lot of stress and a lot of um, emotional issues and all sorts of stuff going on, but I'm still proud of it. You know, sure. I think there's some good songs in there. It's very musical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got, it's got a lot of different, you know, awesome melodies and some harder stuff, some lighter stuff. And, you know, I just did whatever came out and, uh, you know, that's what came out. I don't know why I didn't do great on radio. Probably it's just timing, you know what I mean? Sure. You know, maybe it's just isn't that good. Maybe you and I think it's good and other people don't. You know, and you know whether it's Soil Name or the new singer or the old singer, or I mean, Surrounded. I think when I left the band, they had an in-between singer guy actually re-record the song and sing it, and I think he did it better than I did because I didn't like it anyway. But he actually did it, I think, and I think they released that as a single, a re-release single, with not me singing on it with this in-between guy. I don't even know whose name was, but he was a good singer for sure. Right, um, and then they got then they got Ryan back, and I don't think they've ever played that song. You know, sure, Ryan, as far as I know. But yeah, I don't I don't know what happened to answer your question as far as why any other singles didn't really stick. Yeah, um, you know, like it is was was pretty cool, and the heavier sure. tip, and mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of fault. It was a good song that never even touched the light. They never even played it live. Yeah, you know, I thought that I always thought that was a cool tune. Um, but it definitely, to me, it was a lot different than the True Self record, um, which Agreed. was a little more, I don't know, I would say metal in a way, a little more heavier. Sure. In my, in my opinion, but it had Sean Glass in it, so it was going to be heavy with Sean. Right. Well, I, I know yeah. when, when, I know for that album, for Picture Perfect, everything was just credited to the band. Did you have? Did you have, you know, a lot of input into the writing on the record? Because it, it sounds like it, it maybe didn't go in a direction you actually wanted it to. No, you know, picture. I was in L.A. a lot, so um, Picture Perfect was pretty much, I mean, they would send me their jams, and I would load them in Pro Tools, and I would sing on it, and I'd send it back. And I wrote all the lyrics melodies and harmonies and all that stuff and did all the singing on it and they did all pretty much the the music and then i would rearrange it i'd cut it up and grow tools and i would say hey let's move this around and got around but truthfully everything that they sent me was almost you know in completion as far as music but i didn't it's not like i rewrote what they sent me they already right. had it. it sounded really good and it was really easy for me and it clicked as it still you know, it did with both those records it clicked to write with those guys, whether we clicked, you know, seeing eye to eye on, you know, everything else. <laughs> right. It, you know, it's, it, but the musically, you can't deny that we had a real good chemistry of writing and it was, some of it was very musical and it was, some of it was very aggressive and, 
Yeah, so as far as what I did for that record, except for Surrounded, which came from an outside writer, that song itself, I don't even know who it was, I forget. But the lyrics were their lyrics, and I added a couple words in there just to make it make it cooler, but it wasn't didn't help it any. It didn't, didn't make me enjoy the song much right. better. But it wasn't even, it was probably the reason why I didn't like it as much, because I didn't write the lyrics. And the melodies were kind of already written, so I'm like, okay, I got to sing someone else's shit. Okay. All right. And it does sound, it, technically it sounds good, but it sounds like it's an 80s kind of a rock ballad in a way to me. Mm. And, uh, but it is, I mean, I hate to say it, but it is, it does sound good. You know, it does sound like a good song. Sure. It just wasn't the one that I was really digging on the record to do. All the other ones we wrote ourselves completed, you know, I did all the lyrics and stuff. And to me, lyrics are a big deal. And, you know, I got to believe in what I'm singing. It sounds right. cheesy, but as a singer and a vocalist, you know, it's hard to pull things off, you know, uh, if you don't believe in what you're singing, you know, honestly. Right. Well, yeah. and, and, and especially the way you guys performed, and I, I saw you perform several times. It, it's, an, it's an emotional performance. It's definitely not a stand there, look at your shoes and mumble some words, you know, shitty performance. I mean, you're you're pouring it out there. And if you if you don't believe in the song, then that's got to be just brutal to be, you know, faking yeah. emotion. Well, that was the other problem with, you know, she's looking into. I feel you're my therapist or something. <laughs> uh, getting into the deal with, you know, singing in someone else's band. I mean, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know, it wasn't my band; it was their band, right? And I had to sing sing their old songs, you know, Halo. And every time I hear it, I want to shoot myself in the throat, right? But it's their song, you know, that's what made them. And that's what it's part of the deal, you know? And so I had to suck it up and, and do it. And yeah, I enjoy doing it sometimes. And then other times I'm like, can we just play one of our songs? <laughs> right. You know, but you know, the, the fans want to hear their old stuff. And I, I understand that, you know, but it doesn't mean I like it, you know, mm-hmm. but I understood it. And sure. I was, and after a while, it's going to reach a certain point where you're just kind of, okay, that's enough, you know, it's enough of doing that. Right. Kind of, you know, kind of what happened at the end of the day sure so so you left soil obviously and and like you said it's been 10 years since you've been on a stage have you been doing musical things that just didn't get you out on tour or or did you just take that time to deal with family or what have you kept kept busy with yeah i think that was it i was i didn't do anything musically um besides you know play a couple chords on a guitar here and there around my studio, uh, mix some bands, you know, produce a couple dudes here and there, nothing. But personally, I didn't do anything musically okay. except for Diesel Machine, which right. was, you know, now I could kind of focus on doing that and trying to get that done. But again, you know, logistically it was tough and to get everything finished up. So, I mean, yeah, did it take 10 years to, to get Diesel Machine finished? Yeah, absolutely. Sure, <laughs> but it was easier once you know once the soil thing was over, the soil train. Right, but um, yeah, Are... it was. I haven't been doing anything, man. Honestly, okay. I've not been doing music. Uh, life has went in other directions, and sure, you know, it's it's hard to uh, hard to get back to it. You yeah, know, but it's just it's always there. You know, it's sure. something that it's, uh, oh, they they it's they, there. they say that that musicians always have the bug. But at the same time, I mean, you've, you've experienced the grind of it. It's got to be brutal yeah. after, you know, you get comfortable being at home and watching Netflix and raising kids and, you know, doing stuff to all of a sudden go back to 
all right, now I'm going to form a metal band and I'm going to go out on tour and, you know, we're going to play, you know, this club or that club in, you know, bullshit Idaho or wherever, you know, that's, that's, that's brutal mentally, man, to get yourself back into that place. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having kids, if you have some, are a game changer when it comes to to anything in the world that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because they suck the life out of you in a good way. Sure. Just kidding. No, I, <laughs> they uh, they're they're the most most important. You know, the wife and the kids are most most important. And for all my life, I've you know, I put music first, and that was always most important. So it's hard to juggle. Really, it's hard to juggle that. Sure. And. I think, and I didn't want to really juggle that, you know, or find the right person to juggle it with, um, you know, back in the times when I was, you know, fighting it out in LA in the clubs right? and then being on the road with soil. I mean, I was mostly on the road with soil more than anything. Sure. And, uh, and that was great. You know, that's what I wanted to do. I want to be a touring musician and do it. And, you know, that's what I did. So. Sure. My kids don't know what I do. I mean, these <laughs> machine, I don't even know what that is. I mean. I, I said in the last interview, I forget what I said, but it's like, you know, I feel I'm in here screaming into a microphone and the kids are like, why is daddy mad in the other room, you know, <laughs> screaming. And like I said, I said this, I think in the last interview with someone else, but, but that's true. And it, it feels weird. I'm in there, you know, saying F-bombs and I hate everyone and every fucking thing. And, right. and it's, you know, okay, good night, boys. <laughs> good night okay you got your little animals and right tonight and now i'm gonna go back in here and get angry again right so yeah it's a different thing a mentality is way different you know in la i just yeah i hated everything all the time sure unless i was on the beach surfing that was that was the good times but when you, when you rehearse in downtown la you're you're in the city you know mm-hmm. it's different it's different different mind different different world yeah it definitely is you know, I'm I'm curious, AJ, about touring. It's not about you, but it, you obviously are aware of it. A um, lot of hate toward Pat because of the dime bag passing thing, and I, and I I don't personally think it's called for at all. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous that he would get the blame for that. But you know, there's a lot of people that that have that kind of anger toward him. Do you worry about those people showing up and being dicks at shows or, or do you just hope it doesn't turn into that? Well, I, it's never nice when something like that happens because it's, it's uh, right. I've had hecklers at shows and sure. Absolutely. Especially singing with soil. I mean, when I first started, nobody, you know, those guys, you know, you suck and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, you, you just kind of deal with that. But for me, I kind of, you know, I, I I take it head on and I call those people out and usually deal with that, you know, on stage with a microphone. It's, you have more power when you have a microphone right. than the other guy. But, uh, you know, I hope that doesn't ever happen. I don't know why there's hatred towards Pat in that situation. He didn't cause any of that to happen. Right. You know, the, the most tragic thing in metal ever right. happened to, to all those guys and not just Dime and everyone else that was surrounded in that situation, the roadies, the bodyguards the sure. security the everything that happened there i mean it was just a nightmare i mean if i played that club a few months after i right. mean and it just felt weird you know we, we did some tribute stuff to to them because we were supposed to be touring and playing with those guys you know and sure i was all happy to see pat again and we're gonna be playing house of blues with them and you know and also anyways you know i mean my first show with soil was at the penny arcade and we were all pumped up and it was a cool show and, you know, people 
seemed to like me, whatever, and it went off real well. And and then on the way back, you know, we're hearing on the radio that, you know, members were, you know, shot, shot and didn't right. know who was alive. And I, didn't, I was trying to, trying to call Pat. You know? Right. But as far as getting back to your question, and I apologize for rambling, obviously I don't get off, I don't get off the hill much. <laughs> um, I'm actually not even a big talker, so it's just kind of really ironic. But, um, yeah, I don't know why there's hatred towards that situation. I don't know everything about it. I don't. Yeah, want to know everything about it right. my friend that was the band that he was in whether they got along or with the other people in the band or differences of opinions on whatever you know it's that that's in their their court i don't know why people would not like pat i don't see what he would what he's done to anybody to yeah. to cause uh people to be that upset well and, so, and, and i mean what why was dime well, how did why did Dime get hurt? You know, yeah. Well, well you know, he didn't do anything to anybody. You no, know? I, I mean, dude. In the end, people are making people have long since that happened. People make some assessment that Pat should have done A or B or C, and you know, the whole thing happened in about a second and a half. And I mean, it's one thing to make a judgment, you know, in hindsight. In I, I mean, you you've been in bands, you've seen bands, fans jump up on stage. You know, they jump up on stage and by the secu- time the security gets to them and pushes them off the stage, it is a, a second or five seconds or 10 seconds sometimes. You know, that, that shit happened in a second. And for whatever reason, a small percentage of people blamed him, which is just ridiculous. You can't blame anybody for that except the asshole with the gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone has a gun and they're bent on destruction, yeah. it's going to happen. There's no one that can get in the way. It's, it's going to something's going to happen you know mm-hmm. when you're performing i can't even imagine singing live yeah. and having something like that happen and you don't even know if it's real i mean because yeah. you don't know what's going on you know you're you're screaming you're singing you're doing your thing to the crowd next thing you know yeah. something really bad is happening and you're like is this even happening is it there's the shock value you right. don't know mm-hmm. and everyone everyone reacts different in a you know in a, in a situation of tragedy or shock or an accident or whatever you see you don't you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know what's going to happen. You just, it just is what it is, you know? And I don't know exactly what happened. I wasn't there. Sure. I mean, obviously, you know, you hear, you know, what happened and you see who got hurt and whatnot, but you need to blame one person. That's, that's just absolute, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, right. I, I've, I've been on stage. I got people coming up on stage, you know, sure. all the time. And sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it isn't, you know, right. there's not, there's not always security there that gets them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes I like it when I'm on stage and if they're doing stuff that's stupid, you know, I'll throw them off, you know, it's, right. I don't have any problem doing that. I've done that many times. Um, but that's not my job. You know, I right. hurt somebody and there's lawsuits and I've done some really stupid stuff on stage. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Right. I've done some really things that were bad decisions that could have been in, that could have gone the wrong way. It's put that way. And I'm, I'm right. happy that, that nothing bad did happen or hurt somebody, you know. Right. On. But um, yeah, I don't. That's it's not about me. You're talking about Pat in that situation. Sure. So, no, I don't. I don't get. I don't get why uh, why everyone's really that upset about it. Right. No, I hear you. Um. One one more quick one that has really nothing to do other than I know you know this guy. What What do you think about um this the rebirth of Static X without Wayne? I know you knew Wayne and you worked with Wayne previously. Do you, do you like this or, or are you just like, what the hell is this? Or, or do you have no opinion? 
<laughs> oh man, you know the someone they asked me that in the last one. I guess it's going to happen a lot. Uh, man, it's like you try not to think about it. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where it's weird. You know, I know the guys in the band. We're not all best friends. We don't hang out and do barbecues. Sure. But I know Tony really well. I see him all the time. We rehearse downtown LA together in rooms, you know, down the hall from each other. I've known him for years. I used to manage the rehearsal studios that they were in, and that's okay. how I knew Wayne. And, you know, bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of how everything happened with those guys. But Wayne was the main guy that I was, you know, friends with. And sure. he's the one who helped me out with my other band that I was doing. And, and uh and with diesel machine he's the one who got us on the road with them to kind of right. get us going to a real tour and it was awesome you know and sure but so as far as what they're doing i've i guess i've never it's never has this ever happened before in in metal where mm-hmm. they're doing like a doing this where they're it's, doing it's, what they're doing like having yeah. a standing guy or right you know. it's 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 odd i will say it's very odd <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm a fan of Static X. I sure. like their music. So, you know, I like Wayne's voice. Do I want to hear the other person singing live? I guess the answer would be no. I hate to say it. I would rather hear Wayne's voice live. Sure. Um, especially that he's, you know, passed away. Even more so, I'd, you know, want to hear that. I mean, if they were just had Wayne's voice and they were doing like a Tupac thing where it was like a hologram. Right. You know. Then be like, okay, that's still weird, but that's more acceptable to me than somebody uh, standing in, being him with a mask on. Right. I don't know, man. It's it's weird, I guess, and I don't mean to be, you know, completely negative about it. I guess I just I wouldn't want to do that. Right. Put that way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally want to do that. So it's not for me. I hear you. Very good. Man. Did I even did I, did I skate around the question? No, you, dude. Trust me. A lot of people would. A lot of people would say, "Yeah, you know, I knew Wayne, and I'm sorry for his passing, and um, you know, I wish those guys well." Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, dude. You know the skirt answers. You you seem like you don't have any problem at all just attacking whatever questions asked of you. Yeah, I don't really have. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to be mean to to people, only sure. to other people, but not to fellow musicians that are out there trying to to keep their band going i mean sure i get it the soil guys i get it you know it's like i didn't get it when i was in it because i wanted when i joined the band i wanted to change the name i was like dude i don't sound like brian right you know it's not just and i don't look like him i don't even you know you can't really compare us it's like can i and so i think we kind of should change the name and some of the guys were on board but uh most were not and got outvoted and I don't even know why I'm changing the subject, and I apologize that's for doing amazing. that. But that was just, you know, yeah, that's just how I felt about that. Sure. Well, the one band you don't need to change the name of is Diesel Machine. Diesel Machine <laughs> is back. The new album is Evolve. When is the album officially out? Uh, August 21st is okay. out. Awesome. And uh, out where is a good question. Yeah. It's- um, I don't even do, I don't even have a Facebook page, all right? I don't even, I left off at MySpace back in the day, and then I just, I just let it go. I'm like, whatever, I'm not even going to do it anymore. So I, I guess I got to start a Facebook page and then maybe, like, promote the record. I guess that's what you do these days. Yeah, I guess, or so, either that or do this, do podcasts. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, if I get some, you know, a computer that can handle more than email. Uh, no, but... Yeah, we do have a Facebook page um, out there. It is the information is on there, and it, cool. it is K 
kept up. I'm going to start getting more in the loop as far as getting, you know, a Facebook page. I guess I'm going to be forced into it. Sure. Because I hate Facebook. I don't like anything about it. With you there. I like, I'm the guy who, I'm the guy who flyers a strip on Sunset, you know, right. hey, comes to my band. Here's my flyer. Right. So I'm living in the old days, you know, it's like, that's, I just was very much anti Facebook. And unfortunately, it seems like you have to, you know, be on it in order to do anything these days musically. Yeah. It's, it's a sad state that you have to be on it, but at the same time, it, it really limits what you can do because you don't have that personal reach to where, you know, you look somebody in the eye and say, come to my show and they say, okay. And then they show up, you know, it's different now. Now it's just, yeah. now it's a blip on yeah. a screen that's forgotten three seconds later, but yeah, and people are like, oh, I have all these friends. I'm like, yeah, you can't even use the term friend. Yeah, it's not, it's not even a friend. Don't get me started on Facebook. Man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, I'm going to be the biggest, you know, hypocrite because I have to probably start a page, and I'm going to hate every second of it. But I do love every second of Diesel Machine, and, and sure. if that's what I have to, if that's what I have to do to right. to uh, to help out, then I guess I'll have mm-hmm. to actually start something up here. I'll tell you the truth, AJ. I can't. You're not the biggest hater of it. I am. And yet I make half of my, I, I own an IT company. So I do, I do social media <laughs> for companies. So I'm on it. I'm on it every single day and I fucking hate it. I, I can't stand Facebook or Twitter or any of it. It's all junk. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's literally the, the, the sewer of humanity, but it is a necessary evil for business. I hate to say it, but it's just the truth. Yeah, I miss the old days, man. I gotta be honest with you. I'm with but, you. Um, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta do what the kids are doing. That's what they're doing, and they want, they want to see some picture of me in 1999 a diesel machine. I gotta post it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, I, I appreciate you even reaching out. To oh, us. it's all We're, good, dude. Diesel Machine is a band that only a few people know about, and and uh, it's 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 like I said, we're not like the the cutting edge of what's cool out there you know it's if anything it's more of a throwback sound to to what it was like you know back in the day with mm-hmm. just more better production today's sure. productions you know chris collier mixing is just insane his mixing right. is is killer he he made it sound like like today's metal sure. mixes and that that's what makes it cool yeah well it's a great record and um and the band is diesel machine and the record is is, is evolve and it is out august 21st so make sure you get it Thanks, Chris. You're awesome, man. Appreciate it. No problem, bro. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.